What's up, bitches? Welcome back to my third episode of Let's Be Serial. I am your bitch herself, Bella. So, welcome to episode number three. Happy to the pre-Thanksgiving episode. We're tailgating this bitch. I want to focus on things in recovery that no one wants to talk about today. So, I think I'm going to start doing just three questions each podcast from my Instagram followers. If you're not familiar with my recovery Instagram, it's Bella Love Serial with an extra L. Okay. So I picked out some questions from there. I'm really excited to get into this today. So without further ado, my first question is, how do you find the inspiration to recover if you're not underweight? I feel so invalidated because no one believes what I'm going through because of the way my body looks. Next. The BMI was created by this guy named Adolf. Oh, oh, I don't know how to say that word. Some guy in from Belgium in the 1830s. Okay, okay. So nearly 200 years ago, this this bitch Adolphe, Adolf, Adolf, Adolphe. Okay, Adolphe. He's currently like number four on my hit list. He created the BMI. He was not a physician. He was not a doctor. He was a mathematician. Mathematician. Let's let's think about that. He created the BMI as a way to quantify different people's weights. And let's think about it. 200 years ago, this mathematician, this wonderful doctor of a mathematician, named Adolphe, um, he decided that he was going to create this thing that would haunt society for the rest of time. But he created this based off of adult European men 200 years ago. So let's think about life 200 years ago. It's 1830s. People have a different fucking lifestyle. They're eating different foods. They're exercising differently. They work differently. Their bodies and their needs were probably different from ours. Why are we going to let this man from the 1830s dictate whether or not we are overweight, underweight, healthy weight? No, 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 no. So going back, when my doctor declared that I was at a healthy weight, it was one of the best days of my life. It was this past January. That was not based off of any BMI. My doctor is one of the best. I'm very blessed to have her. She rocks. And she made the point to make sure that she was basing my healthy weight based on my growth charts from my adolescent years and seeing where my weight trends typically. She did not base it off this skill because she knows as a physician and not a mathematician that this is a load of bullshit. Okay, now that we've got that out of the way, my follower that asked this question, you say that you are not underweight. According to who? Society might say, yeah, she's not underweight, but your body is probably saying, oh, God, she is underweight. I need more weight on me because of X, Y and Z. We all have a different naturally set point weight. If any of you are familiar with Stephanie Buttermore, 
She has an amazing YouTube channel that she dedicates to her all-in journey. She takes a very scientific approach to explaining BMI in terms of body set point, weight, and whatnot. So when your body, like everyone has a different body set point weight. So mine is going to be different from yours and yours is going to be different from Miguel's and Miguel's is going to be different from Barbara's. We're all going to have a different set point weight based on our genetics, our ethnicities, our genders, our age, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Looking back, when I was at a very healthy weight, according to my BMI, my organs were shutting down. I was was one of the, at the sickest points that I was in my entire life. And according to a BMI, I had nothing to worry about. Two years ago, almost to the day, I went to a doctor and she she is the number one eating disorder doctor in the state of Michigan. My girl, she told me that I did not have an eating disorder because I was at a healthy weight. What? <laughs> that that one comment was the one single thing that led to my relapse. If I could have a chat with that lady, ooh, ooh. And when I told that to the doctor I have now, she was so upset. It's a problem in the healthcare system, especially in the United States, I think, where it's so stigmatized that you have to look a certain way in order to have a mental illness. That doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, eating disorder is a physical and a mental illness. It is not characterized based on what your weight is, if you're underweight, overweight. You know, only 11% of anorexic sufferers have a body weight that is considered underweight. 11%. That means if you have 100 people with anorexia in a room, 11 of them will be underweight. Whoa. Let that sink in. It's not your eating disorder is the one telling you that you don't deserve help. You don't deserve recognition. You don't deserve treatment because you are not underweight. You have to get sicker. That's what your eating disorder is telling you. And your eating disorder is going to twist it and tell you that you'll never be sick enough. It will never be enough for your eating disorder. And you have to snap out of that really quick. Or else, you will just continue to get sicker and sicker and sicker. My recovery really took a turn when I began to look at recovery as everything beyond the weight gain. It was really hard in the beginning of recovery because all I could think about was the weight gain. But there was so much more that I needed to recover for besides gaining the weight. I, I wanted to go back to school full time. I was doing part-time school. I could only manage one or two classes at a time. I had no friends. I was ruining my relationship with my family. I, I was miserable. I was literally living a terrible way to live. And when I started to say, I want to recover for this, I want to recover for that, that's when my life began to change and recovery got better. So... I have this thing on my wall. It's a list of reasons to recover. And you'll notice that all of these reasons are not anything pertaining to my body. It's parts of my life that I wanted to recover for. So I wrote this down when I was 
like first few days of my recovery. I wanted to feel warm, long nails, babies, a good night's sleep, homemade cookies and brownies, fun coffee drinks, Shirley Temples, an ass and tits. I wanted to travel the world to think about real things, to lick the batter of the spoon like I did when I was a kid, less anxiety and less mood swings, go to bed warm and full stomach, paying attention in school, eating all my childhood favorite snacks. Thinking of it that way and putting all of the reasons into perspective and listing them out for yourself to say, whoa, there's so much more beyond that weight gain. I do not want to recover on the premise that, oh, I'm going to recover because I'm going to gain weight. No, I want to recover because I want a life. I do not want to be a 60-year-old woman that is weighing out her spinach one day. I want to be the 60-year-old that has grandchildren and has told her grandchildren about how she traveled the world and all of these fun experiences she has. I want to be something beyond that. I mean, at the end of the day, you deserve recovery, regardless of whether or not you are under underweight, overweight, and I'm saying that with air quotations. You are so much more than an eating disorder, and your body is trying to do what's best for you, okay? And this, and then my second question really piggybacks off this, going all in when you've already gained weight. So, You've already gained weight. You might be at a healthy weight. You might still be underweight. You might be overweight. I'm saying all that with air quotes. If you feel that it's necessary to go all in or your doctors do or whatnot, you obviously need to because your body is not at your set point weight. If you are still having extreme hunger or cravings or irregular hunger signals, your body is not at its set point weight. Your body has additional weight to gain. And I know that probably your stomach's twisting and turning when I say that, but tell your eating disorder to shut the fuck up and listen to me while I fucking speak. I have the floor. So, going all in when you've already gained weight. Let's think about this. Right now, society is changing body standards, but we're very picky. In addition to that, who is making up these body trends? Society. Society has no idea of any concept of body set point theory or BMI. And everyone on the internet, honestly, is a fucking dumbass sometimes. And your body is not working with society. I will tell you that your body is doing things to keep you alive. Your body isn't going to be like, oh, I'm actually not going to send her hunger signals because then she might gain weight and that's not really in style right now. Your body's not going to do that. Like what? What the fuck? Your body is so intelligent and your body is a genius compared to the global society. And your body is going to do things and hold on to fat in certain places for your survival. We, even in the 21st century, have these instinctual primitive instincts to gain weight in certain places. And that varies from ethnicity to gender to age and whatnot. Your body at 24 years old is going to look different than your body at 20 years old. And your body at 20 years old is going to look different from when you're 16 and so on. It changes. Like, for instance, I am 21 years old and I know that it's healthy to have weight covering your uterus because you're a woman and Your body is putting the weight there to protect your reproductive organs. 
It's not doing that because, you know what? Bella pissed me off. I'm going to make her ugly in the eyes of society. No, your body approaches this and it's like, I really want Bella to have a baby one day. So I got to keep all these organs like nice and pretty and make sure that nothing happens to them. So she can have a baby one day. Like your body isn't going to be like, oh, you know what? We already have weight in this place. We can distribute it somewhere else. Like, no, your body is doing what's smart. Your body is not a fucking idiot. Your body is actually quite intelligent. It's far more intelligent than you and your eating disorder. I will tell you that. Our bodies are incredibly and scientifically designed to keep us healthy. And it's doing those things to help you. Like, think about it. When your body is in a state of famine and malnutrition, it's going to put on the weight where it needs to put on the weight. Just like when you have a virus, your body's going to have a fever to kill the virus inside of it. It's it's all coming down to science in the grand scheme of things. Going all in is still a very difficult concept, even when you are underweight. I went all in right when I was starting to be at a quote-unquote healthy BMI. And it was hard to commit to all in, even though I had already gained quite some weight. But there came a point where it was honestly right this time last year where I was absolutely sick and tired of my eating disorder. I was sick of this eating disorder to tell me what to do with my life. It it was so exhausting going through this quasi recovery stage where I'm in recovery, but I'm also listening to my eating disorder still. That's really frustrating. And honestly, that's so much harder than going all in. Living like that and telling yourself that that's healthy is so mentally exhausting compared to when what you get from going all in. So my recommendation, the only thing that doesn't want you to go in is your eating disorder. You know what's best for you. It's hard, but it's also exciting. Like I, when I went all in, I found it to be a point to eat foods that I connected to when I was a child. So when I was young, I used to eat a lot of these cookies. They're called Stelladora cookies. And I used to eat those. My eating disorder cursed me out for it. But now I can look back and be like, ha, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Your body is incredibly smart. It makes decisions based on how to keep you alive and at your healthiest state. I think that's a really beautiful way to look at it too. Like your body, your body is your best friend. It really is. And you have to love your body like it's the love of your life. Because like I've said before, at the end of the day, you get one body. This is it. You don't get a redo. When you are done with your life, you can't say like, oh, I'm going to do that all over again. No, you get one life. So are you really going to tell me that you're going to tell your grandma that you're not hungry and you don't want to eat what you've loved since you were a kid? You're going to tell me that you're going to go to the best steakhouse or the best bakery in the world and not get anything to eat? No, that's that's fucking bullshit. That's a sad, pathetic way to live. And that might sound harsh, but I'm, I'm being dead fucking honest. That is the saddest fucking way to live. And I know you can agree with me. The only thing in your head saying that, wow, Bella's being really, she's being a bitch right now. No, that's your eating disorder talking to you. That is your eating disorder, babes. Your eating disorder doesn't want you to enjoy anything that is going to infringe 
on its plans for you. And to be quite honest with you, its only plan for you is to kill you. Your eating disorder does not want anything from you. It wants to kill you. It'll never be enough for your eating disorder. Your eating disorder literally just wants you to die. That's it. That's it. And no one ever says it like that. But think about it. What does the eating disorder want from you? It's either you listen to your eating disorder and you take one step closer to death or you choose recovery and you take one step closer to life. Think of it that way. I think it was really easy to go all in around this time last year, right before the holidays. Because there was so much food around all the time and there was such a variety of food, so many different foods that I hadn't tried in years. There were a lot of like family recipes I would eat growing up that I could try again at all of these family events. And at the same time, everyone around me is eating the same thing. So it was kind of easier to try and say, if my cousin can do it, if my aunt can do it, my grandpa can do it, I can do it too. They're no different than me. I don't deserve food any differently than they do. They deserve a wonderful Thanksgiving and so do I. They deserve a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year, whatever it is. They deserve to have a wonderful holiday season, just like you, okay? So that's my advice, honestly. Go all in this holiday season. Go all in this holiday season. We're looking at a really long episode right here. This is the longest I've ever recorded. We're at like 27 minutes, and obviously I'm gonna like cut some out, but I'm gonna do just a short question to wrap this bitch up. Let's see. Last question, short one. Shanice wants to know what my favorite cereal combo is. That's a hard one, actually. No, actually, that's not a hard one at all. My favorite cereal combo is Count Chocula, Count Chocula, and Cocoa Pebbles, and drinking the milk after. That's hot. Oh my God. So good. If I were on a deserted island, they were like, okay, you get one food for the rest of your life. I want that bowl on repeat for the rest of my motherfucking life. That's it. I would survive off that happily too. So that is episode number three. I hope you guys have a beautiful, wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. I really, really hope and pray that all of you listening can have a wonderful holiday that your eating disorder does not attend. Literally, I hope that you kick that bitch's ass to the curb and say, no, 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 no. Grandma didn't invite you to her house for Thanksgiving this year, babes. Get out. The only one that matters this Thanksgiving is you and your family and your friends and your own values, not your eating disorders, okay? With all that being said, thank you guys so fucking much for listening. My DMs and my comments are always open. Eating disorder recovery account on Instagram is Bella Love Cereal with an extra L at the end. TikTok is Bella Love Cereal. And my public Instagram is Isabella Skacia, S-C-A-C-C-I-A. And all of that being said, I will see you sexy bitches later. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.